Theology, where this is your host K Dub, and you know I am uh, making sure I get my proper water intake. You know I, you know, trying to work out. I don't want Mike Todd. <laughs> I want to have purpose to be used by God. Some of you will get that joke if you watched the last video. You want to stay, stay connected to the content putting out, put a lot of content out. But today, man, we got we got something that's gonna make you say. I got bread going to be going in on the sound effects today we going to be going in on the sound effects today we're going to have a good one for you today we're going to be talking about apostle david e taylor you don't know apostle david e taylor i'm going to play a video it's i'm going to play a literally five minute disposition uh where he was investigated for misallocation of financial funds yes miss allocations of financial funds because it's going to be important to lay some of the context out here got to get some of the context so what we're going to do right now we're going to play that disposition and this is like the highlight reel i encourage you to go watch all four hours of that because we're going to get into some things david E. hold on hold on apostle david e taylor right you gotta you gotta put the apostle you know these guys love their titles so we're gonna put that on there so Let's check this out together. Try not to laugh too hard because we're going to talk about it after this. Uninterrupted. Let's go. 
On November 29, 2013, JMMI paid over $6,000 to Louis Vuitton. Mm -hmm. Yes. What would that be for? Well, this is for clothes concerning my TV ministry as well. Oh, you have to wear Louis Vuitton? Oh, it don't matter what name it is. The point is clothing are allocated to us for ministry purposes as well. What do you mean they're allocated to you? You know, in a media ministry. In a what? Media ministry. Yeah. Okay, or on the road when I'm always traveling and using my clothes, I'm sweating through them. So I'm needing new clothes also for television ministry through the years. So. And so um, you use ministry money to buy your wardrobe? Outfit. You're it's out called, it's allocated more towards uh, ministry um, apparel. Does that go into what your income is? I'm sorry. I Do you show that in your income that you got Louis Vuitton clothing? No, that's not. That's that. That, that doesn't show because it don't go there. It don't go there. Mm -mm, I don't no. know what that means. It don't belong there. That's out of place. What's out of place? You don't get taxed on things like that. So June 2014, you spent $3,500 by JMMI to Versace in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. Yes? Uh, I'm sure that's right, if, that's, if and, it shows there. And those were, that was for closing for you? Yes, probably. Yes, most likely. So you, you don't see that there's any problem when you're ministering to the poor, the sick, the needy, to mm -hmm. be appearing in Louis Vuitton and Versace? Well, that ain't something I purchase all the time. Um, well, it looks like you did several no, times in... Uh, I mean, I, I'm a very frugal person when it comes to this. I go to the right places to get a lot of suits. And if I get some from those places, you don't see that. You don't that see, bill, I don't see Macy's. No, you don't see that you know, because Macy's don't have the kind of suits that I wear. But what I'm saying is this... These Louis Vuitton things, you don't see that in our charges all the time. 2013 <laughs> and 14, you spent over, JMMI spent over $30,000 in your clothes. Does that mm -hmm. sound about right? Uh, what, what year was that? 13 and 14. Oh, God, yes, because I was traveling so much yes. and, and sweating through all my clothes. Exactly. That probably wasn't enough because just have so... But they have to be top-of-the-line expensive ones. No, they're not top-of-the-line clothes. Louis Vuitton's not top-of-the-line? Those are not where I get my suits from. Shoes. But I don't usually buy my suits from these very expensive places. I just get the the things that I invest in will last longer, like such as belts. So you got to go to shoes. Gucci or places like that. Well, no, this I buy those things from there because uh, they have a better TV appearance for the belt. For asking for money shoe. from the poor. No, it's um, <laughs> you paid a thousand dollars to Monsieur Clothing <coughs> in New York. And then another 715. Whose clothing was that for? Where is that now? I don't understand. August 1st, October 28th, total of over $1,700 to Monsieur Clothing in New York. I don't, I'm not, I don't know about that. All right, you testified at your last deposition that JMMI owns three vehicles, a BMW, a Mercedes, and a Bentley. Yes. Have you driven those cars? Yes. Is Michelle? No. We usually have a driver 
the three cars that we've talked about, in whose name are the titles? Um, they in the ministry name. They're all in JMMI. I think everything except the Bentley. Whose name is the Bentley in? Uh, it's in DeWin McDeal. I have a question, just from a, you know, you minister the poor and the sick and all that. It does, isn't it a little offensive to be driving around in a Bentley and a Mercedes to people that really, um, you know, are impoverished and sick and ill and, and AIDS and drug rehab? Isn't it a little offensive to sort of being... Uh, Showplacing what you have. Well, dear one, I, I don't uh, showplace the people, and I'm I'm not well, in Bentley. that car. You don't see me driving around in that car every day. I don't do that. But it's in you the know. ministry. Everybody <laughs> no. in the ministry sees you. You said you drive it. Uh, I haven't before. You just asked me have I drove it, but it ain't something I drive every day or even every year. I don't do that. I have drivers who pick up my guests my high-profile guests. No. But do you see no. my point that people that mm -hmm. um, are suffering and giving you whatever their last <laughs> dime is and, mm -hmm. and donations and mm -hmm. you know, drug habits, mm -hmm. to have them see you drive around your high-profile guests in a Bentley or Mercedes might be offensive and hurtful even. It, it could be offensive if they didn't know my life, but they oh. know my life. It, it would be offensive to someone like you who's trying to make it bad, you know, okay. but... You know, so it's important you have a Bentley. It ain't really important. That don't make me. Then you also have um, a Land Rover that you lease. Uh, Range Rover. Range Rover. Yes, it's not a Land Rover. It's a Range Rover. Which is the better one? I don't even know. <coughs> I don't know. They're um, just cars. So. All right. Then there's a series of documents that total almost $50,000. Mm -hmm. um, to limo land mm -hmm. in 2013 and 14. Um, mm -hmm. you, you have to answer yes. And yes. So. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. What was that for? That uh, was to cut the Mercedes into a limo. It was to cut the Mercedes into a limo. Turn off the light. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, he's talking very meek and mild right there. You know, he's... Turn off the lights. You know, he's very, very quiet. You know, you, you, he's talking, he's like, uh, you know, <coughs> right? Coffee, right? <laughs> so there's a video about the play, like, literally was like, very, it was right after that uh, disposition. And what you're going to find is a totally different, a totally different, um, a totally different apostle, David Taylor, right? 
you, you know, it's completely different, right? You know, because while you're getting investigated, when you get investigated, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't be talking all braggadocious. I, I, I'm going to play this video. We might make some commentary, but let's listen to this together. Promise me in heaven in the year 2000 that he would come on earth in all my crusades. And so he's talking about he's um he's defending himself. Right. In light of these dis dispositions, if you think the, the thing is, well, I'm not doing what they're accusing me of. <laughs> that's not actually what's going to be said. All he's going to do is deflect like a good false teacher. Deflection is there. Right. You got to. You got to touch the people. I saw on the, on the screen how he went around and touched people. No, this is not based on somebody else's writing, young lady. This is based on the Bible and the kingdom. Now get your butt off my line if you don't want to listen to the words of the Lord Jesus through the Bible. So he was telling how he was like, Jesus promised to appear to him in all his, uh, you know, you know, all his, uh, you know, events. And someone questions him. He's like, he gets superheated and said, this is Bible. Where is that in the Bible that the Lord will appear to David Taylor at all his events? Well, let's keep going. Don't come on my page with no foolishness. And I want my staff, you delete them now. Get the freak off here. We ain't letting no devils on here. I know, oh, he just rude and that's No, I'm not rude. I'm bold. And I mean business. You ain't coming on here with your demonic foolishness. Do you understand me? Okay. I rule here. I'm king here. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you see how angry this man is? He He's an angry man. He is angry. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, let's keep it going. He is an angry man. There's much Bible on this, but we will get to that in a second. Get your butt off here. That's right, I said it. Get your darn butt off my line. That's right, I said it. When you, when you start operating in what I'm talking about, you start getting real attacks. You understand? And you don't have to be afraid of the attacks because you're greater than him. That's why I have un unprecedented boldness in the face of, of people attacking me or thinking they can do anything. You think I give a flip about that stuff? Christ has made me more ruthless than the devil. <laughs> Sir, I agree. <laughs> you know. You <laughs> he said he said christ has made him more ruthless than the devil sir everybody agrees with that statement all of us you understand i ain't afraid of no darn attack and i dedicated my life to jesus to find out what the freak was wrong with us well brother listen i i, I hear what you're saying but the way you're talking do you have to say freak freak that's what i <laughs> I, I know he's not. I know he didn't mean that as a joke. <laughs> that was kind of funny to me. <laughs> you know, I'm so sick of this church today. Everything has to be politically correct. They appear outwardly righteous to men, but they have nothing. Nope. Sir, you don't even appear righteous outwardly in this video. I mean, you don't even have the appearance of a wolf in sheep clothing, sir. You just come in and wolf. 
clothing. But let's keep going. Power. I guarantee you, I can say freak and Jesus still going to back me up. I don't believe in having a filthy mouth, but I'm very bold. And this is why I go through insurmountable attacks from idiots on the on 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 social media and uh, uh, on the uh, Google website, putting all kind of crap out about me. You think I give a freak about what they say? I bet you they can't. You do care. That's why you're so angry. Only an angry, only a person. Anybody says anybody who says they don't care while visibly being this upset actually cares. You know, <laughs> so he's actually expressing how much he does care about other people's opinions. Because guess what? It ain't our opinion, bro. This is fact. I mean, look, listen to if you just want like, hey, you're doing some downtime. You just want to relax. Just listen to that disposition. It is. It is bad. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about me <laughs> or that deposition. Sorry. Uh, listen to it. And it, it is bad. Uh, and this is look anytime who's anytime someone displays this kind of character consistently um in public you just know they talk way worse in private you know anytime someone's just this angry and frick in person you know you're getting the unedited version when there's no record button there's no live button right uh you know so yeah do anything i'm doing they can talk all that trash, but they're weak. Now, don't go out here saying, see that David, he's he's teaching us to go get a gun and to shoot at people. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, flesh creature. That's because you want to do that, don't you? Huh? Yeah, you want to go get a gun, don't you? I'm ready to die. You understand? But I'm not. And if God wanted me to go like that, I'm going down with a darn fight. And if I'm lying about Jesus appearing to me, he could strike me dead. But all the people who want to say, oh, that didn't happen to me. I bet you cannot make a, a, a oath like I can. I can. Oh, yeah. So he has wrote a book about him seeing Jesus, not just one time, two times, a myriads of times. We're going to look at his bio here a little later and uh, discuss that. But he's saying, hey, I've seen Jesus. Want to know the proof? I can say God strike me dead. Because that means it's true. You know how many people have lied on God's name today? <laughs> Just because you can say that doesn't mean it's true, right? Make an oath and say, Jesus appeared to me when I was 17 in a dream and talked to me in a white robe. Oh, yes, he did. And if I'm lying, he can strike me dead now. I bet you can't say it. I bet you can't say that David E. Taylor is lying so much. I know it that God can strike me dead because you don't have proof. I can say it. You believe lies. I don't care what people say. I can stake my life on it. Can you? <laughs> I don't make uh, I don't like making oaths. I don't like invoking God's name on something. Why, why don't you just tell the truth as if saying God, right? You know how those people put it on everything, put it on God <laughs> as if that makes it more genuine. <laughs> Just tell the truth. I mean, I don't need to invoke God's name. I should be telling the truth regardless, right? So I don't personally don't like making those kind of statements. But I saw this video. This video was done recently. And what you're going to see is a few things. An unhinged man. If you think that's something, guys, it's going to get worse. Yes, he gets actually more unhinged than that. And you want and you're going to see a greedy man. Why is he unhinged? Is because people don't give to him. And you guys, if you think I'm joking, 
Guys, I don't like to be facetious if I don't have to. I don't like to say things people said and they didn't say it, right? So let's get into our first clip of the bully pastor, David Taylor. If you can't see that David Taylor is really the one spearheading the move of God because of the way I talk and maybe the shirts I wear or my, my slacks. Notice he's, he's, he believes he's spearheading the movement of God. So he is in the front. Us peons are in the back, right? We are really behind him. You know, just the great man of humility, right? David E. Taylor. And all that other stuff you get caught up over. <laughs> you know, you know, if you if you you tripping over some stuff, I just don't like the way he talked. Uh, I just don't like the way he rebuke his staff. I love my staff. You may see me correct. Yes. How you speak to someone is actually very important. Don't don't let someone tell you your speech and how you speak to other people is is a minor issue. The Bible has a lot to say about the tongue <laughs> and not just cursing, but just being rude to people, being a jerk. Right. The Bible tells us Ephesians 4, 29 through 32 to be kind to one another. Right. You don't have to be a jerk. Just constantly calling someone names. And I'm not saying names like heretic right yeah i mean he is a false teacher that's that's for sure but i'm just going idiots right imbeciles you know calling someone those i mean that that's unnecessary but he is a but notice how he treats his staff you know even he says he you know my staff loves me <laughs> it's got forced to because you pay him my staff but i love my staff you are not a son and daughter if you don't endure correction and so that's why i am hard on them they know i love them and that's why they don't leave you know, a lot of these pastors, they, they, they cringe when they hear me rebuke my staff because they, if they do that to their people, they all leave. They get offended. But see, I teach against that kind of foolishness. You pastors are the fault for it. You let them be like that. And so that is some of his bully antics. But we're going to continue. We're going to continue with this. I, I don't like uh, they got always something to say. They, they want to find an offense. You're going to forget about alligator skin shoes or what kind of suits I wear or my Captain Crunch general suits, whatever you want to say. You know, so he, he's, he's, he's trying to, hey, he's the, he's the, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Don't forget the man behind the screen, right? Don't listen to what you hear. Don't, don't pay attention to what you see. Forget all the money, the alligator shoes, the Versace, the Louis Vuitton, the Gucci. The, forget all of that. And listen to what I'm telling you God told me, right? You got to wave the magic wand to, you know, it's the MIB, you know, things like, you know, you put the shades on, forget it, right? That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> they so funny. They have me in the floor laughing. Most preachers, they'll be depressed. All these people talking against my suits. I don't care. I don't give a darn. You joker, you jack leg. So I tell them. <laughs> And by the way, I actually have chosen the uh, edited version of this man. He has a filthy mouth, a very filthy mouth. Um, and I'm talking about the way he speaks even about sexual acts. Very filthy. I mean, something should not be spoken of in a, uh, especially in, anyways, there are allegations about some of his cultic tactics and allegations about uh, uh, sexual nature, which you can go look into those, uh, read about that. But, I mean, not just one or two, many. But we'll continue. Because when you deal with me, you deal with all boldness. I have no fear in me for nothing. You are, your jokes and your persecution is a joke to me. You understand a man who stood in front of the burning flame of God? You think you're a joke? <laughs> okay. So, 
He means to tell us he stood in front of the, the Shekinah glory, the burning flare, uh, burning fire of God and lived to tell that story. <laughs> you know what we got to say about that? I got a sound clip. You, you, you guys know I got something for it. Why you always lying? You're lying. It, you're lying, man. You ain't not standing in front of the burning, the, the infinite the you know god you know not 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 his you know veiled nature you you stand you stood apparently in front of the glory of god the burning fire of god and lived to tell the story i'm calling cap on that but you think your persecution even matters you're stupid to think it does to me yeah someone made a good point isaiah dropped dead after seeing god but <laughs> But not, not the, oh wait, hold on. Not the one who's leading, spirit, what do you say? Spearheading the movement of God. I guess, I guess, hey, we should all, and guys, if you think the humility has stopped, <laughs> you think we're going to see the end of his humility? Oh, we, we're just seeing the beginning. But let's keep going. You're so stupid, arrogant, the thing, anything you say matters. And I'm talking to you during preachers too. A lot of you wicked preachers and fivefold ministry leaders. You're stupid to think your persecution or your fear of what I go through matters. Let me ask you something. Pastor Joseph and y'all in Houston, what do y'all think about what's happening here? Come on, y'all never should get out of your place till I'm, I release you. Come on. Joseph, tell us how many nations are watching tonight from around the world. Yeah. Yes, sir, yes. Apostle. The yes, world is sir, watching Apostle. tonight as over 182 nations are tuning in. I don't care about people seeing me. You see the persecution I go through. I'm no, no reputation. I don't care. No. We, yeah, you, we agree. You, you are of no reputation. But people disagreeing with you because of your, your speech, your love of money, your greed is not persecution. People pointing out your sins is not persecution, right? Someone calls you a liar because you actually lied. That's not persecution. That's the truth, right? Uh, so this isn't a tax on you. This isn't persecution. Y you know, you, you want to know how we know he didn't see Jesus? If he would have saw Jesus, he would have been humble like Paul. Paul, when he saw the Lord, it humbled him. Right. He, he's got no humility. I mean, I mean, we didn't we didn't need to know he's lying for that reason. I mean, he's lying regardless. But, <laughs> you know, he's just trying to uh, pump himself up. Right. No matter what persecution you see out there, no matter what government attack it. Listen, it don't matter. It don't matter what they government attack, like being investigated for misallocation of financial fraud. Right. Or for your financial issues. <laughs> that's not the government attacking you you're you, you can't do that you can't receive money for the ministry and then go and turn around and use it for a five million dollar house like you did sir you can't do that you can't spend that money on your 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 uh what, do, what did he call his for his tv appearance clothes <laughs> you can't do that uh but if you think again he is not done with the humility and obviously i'm being facetious about obviously this is this is complete arrogance Ooh, they're all gonna lose if they don't join me, that's right. I said that you're going to lose if you don't join me. So, guys, if winning 
involves joining David E. Taylor. So if you want to win, put Apostle Taylor in. You need to join him, right? To that, we say, no, 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 no. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. No. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? If I make you feel some type of way. We are not following you, sir. Who, who, who do you think you are? The fourth member of the Trinity? Who, who does he, who does he think, who? Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you? Right? Who are you? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Who does he think he is? Hey, who man's is this? Oh! I told you I was going to be on one of these sound clips today. <laughs> he, he making me get in my bag. <laughs> I like this comment. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, good one. You can't lose with the drugs he used. <laughs> That's epic. <laughs> yeah. This guy is on one. He is on one. You need a win. You need to join him. My goodness. I've been sent to America. I've been sent to you from the face of God. And I was also given messages from the dispensation of angels. <laughs> okay, so he was sent. So, I mean, I only know of one who was sent from the father. I mean, that's the son, you know, the spirit. He was sent from the son and given a message of the dispensation of angels. What, what did he say? What, what did he say? been sent to you from the face of God and I he's been sent so him and him and God face to face you know Moses Apostle Taylor that same thing right was also given messages from the dispensation of angels I don't even know what that means but he's been given some message from the dispensation of angels no sir you had a deposition from from the not, not a uh, dispensation uh you know but but notice this, this is all to make anybody, you know, it's like the people who always want to say God told me. They want to seem more authoritative and important than they actually are, right? They didn't believe me. Nobody believed me. They were like, who do you? Of course we don't believe you. You know why we don't believe you? Why you always lying? Because you're lying. You're lying. Out of her life. Out of her life. Prophesy. Prophesy. Think you are saying you, you're going to be used like Moses. Who do you think you are? Oh, yeah. See, see, I was correct. He thinks he's the second Moses. You know, there's a second Adam. <laughs> I didn't know there was a second Moses. I might have missed that chapter in the dispensation of angels, the 67th book of the Bible. I'm talking to the government of America. What, what, what decision you make? And I'm talking to the government of the church at large. What decisions you're going to make if you don't submit to this move that's coming? And the movement is him. Remember, he's spearheading this movement. So you need to submit to his movement. A prophet can't come on the scene and you disrespect them if God sent them and you think you are, you're going to, oh, I know God. God is going to dishonor you because you didn't honor who he sent to you. I don't care what you say. I don't care who you think you are. When God sends somebody to you, especially from his face, if you dishonor them, you, you are rejecting the counsel of God against your own self. That means that's not going to be good for you. Well, there it is, guys. There it is. Oh, he needs some milk. Yeah, he does. So, um, 
rejecting David Taylor is worthy of, I guess, the wrath of God, um, some kind of judgment of God upon you. Um, this, this is why fundamentally he's made himself his own canon to which we are to regard it, regard him. Yeah, I know the Bible, you know, you can listen to all the Bible and still not be good enough because you need to now listen to the Bible and David Taylor. You know, this is silliness, but we're going to get some more threats. Are you ready? Are you ready to be gaslighted? Are you ready to be, uh, you know, threatened for not listening to this man when he says he's seen Jesus? Are you ready? Are, are you ready? <laughs> Probably not, right? No, 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 no. We're going to give it to you anyway. A lot of people have underestimated me for many years. They said your ministry is smaller than how long you've been in ministry. Other ministers. I mean, I don't care how big it is. Small, big. I, I don't care how big it was. The doctrine is what really matters. You know, maybe this is how charismatics tend to uh, judge if a ministry is valid or not. Is it large? God don't care about the size of your ministry. Are you faithful to what he has said? And David Taylor clearly is not. In 13 years, they are doing big arenas and stuff. And God came to me in a dream. He says, do not look at them. He says, what I'm birthing to you is much bigger. I gave you the keys of the kingdom because you got. I'm tired of grown men getting pregnant. I'm tired of grown men birthing something. And God gave him the keys to the kingdom. Y'all hear that? God gave him the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> He's unlocking the door. The biggest thing. So to people, it may look like you're small, but you're really the biggest. Do not get your eyes on what you think is big. No, I'm in here because we are birthing something for real. For show. <laughs> yes, right. It's for show. It's for real. It ain't, it ain't no, this ain't fake here. We have the DNA of the kingdom here. I'm not <laughs> So he's got the molecular structure of the kingdom. In his church, I guess. I mean, so if you were to do a test sample, I guess you would be able to. None of this makes any sense. Trying to promote. Oh, you're just trying to promote your ministry. This ain't my ministry. It's God's kingdom. You see that he comes down to work with me. I would never be. like. So he's literally partnered with God. He's <laughs> got a side hustle. He's, God came down just to work with him. So God came down of heaven, left his throne. <laughs> To partner with David E. Taylor to work with him. We're going to see something funny here in a second, but I, like I know what's already coming. You guys don't, but just keep that in mind. These other guys out here, never don't compare me with that. It's just not this 21st century ministry stuff. I have the ancient glory of God on my life. Bro, what? 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 Why you always lying? Wait a minute. Who are you? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. He has the ancient glory of God on his life. Can't stop you from stealing money. You know, the 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 the, the ancient glory, if you, if you want to use that language of the apostles, so you know, the, the prophets, they didn't have the nicest chariots. They didn't have the gold you, you know, they weren't the flyers and, and, and over fleecing these things. 
The ancient glory? Well, first of all, there's only one with the ancient glory, the ancient of days. Surely you're not. See, these guys confuse themselves with, with God and themselves. You, you bring God so low, you start to look like him. It's because you're looking in the mirror at the person you think God is anyway. But don't ever compare none of their stuff with this. And I tell them this. Don't ever compare yourself or your ministry, no matter how great it is, with the latter rain, with this glory. You don't have God or Jesus coming down physically like this everywhere you go. You see, so him seeing Jesus is a moniker of how supreme he is. Now, again, I reject that he's seen Jesus. I reject that fully, especially in his full glory, <laughs> as he kind of said. Oh, uh, my goodness. We're not talking about no one time. We're talking about continual. See? Not no hey, one time. Move over, Moses. He's seen the Father in his full glory, even though the Bible says no one has ever seen God. Talking about the Father, John 1. He's seen him numerous times. One or two, three times or four times. Already begin to see pastors treating like, well, well, what is that cloud? What they got to do with redemption? It got everything to do with it. It was the father who sent Jesus to save your butt. I I'm setting order here in the body of Christ. I want you to understand that. And I'm not doing it in arrogance. I'm just being honest and factual. <laughs> I even tell these prophets, I said, you're immature to think that how you are, how you are walking and how you are being used is the greatest thing. It's not. And I want to talk to all you pastors who are rejecting me, who are speaking evil of me. God is going to get you. You hear me? I guarantee you that. God is going to get you. God is going to get you. I, I, I don't know why I was thinking. Of, uh, wasn't there a song? Wasn't there a song like that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me read a Bible verse. Let's get some Bible in here because he's just giving you silliness. This is why he's disqualified to be a pastor. Second Timothy 2, 24 through 26 says the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. He's already violated that passage. He's already violated the first qualification of, a, of, a, of an elder is to be not quarrelsome, but kind to everyone able to teach. Well, he's violated that. Patiently enduring evil. So let's even grant that. Let's grant he's being persecuted. Is this patiently enduring evil? No. So he's over three. Or over four, right? He's quarrelsome. He's not kind. He's not able to teach. He doesn't patiently endure evil. I've never met a man that missed all the qualifications. Usually they get, okay, maybe one of them you got, <laughs> but he misses all. Correcting his opponents with gentleness. Does he do that? No. Absolutely not. Let's say we are in error. Let's let's even say that. Let's do presuppositional right now. Let's say we were in error. Is this is how you speak to your opponents? No. You correct them with gentleness. And here's the reason. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth, but we're not the ones in error. He is. He is. So he is not a kind man. He is not a kind man. Um, yeah, he's I mean, we can go to do numerous pastoral qualifications and he literally violates them all. He's a greedy man. We see that first in his uh, when he was being investigated. With how he spends his money. 
And we're going to very clearly see he loves money. He, this man could, if David Taylor does not love money, there's no one who does love money. He is the epitome of a man who loves money. And I'm not saying him having money makes him love money. You're going to see why. Looking at that campus for the harvest in St. Louis that we need to buy. So for his ministry to have the blessing of God, he's going to like come out and say this later. They need to buy this. What you're seeing, <laughs> right? And this is why I, I, sometimes I should share my video titles with you, uh, how I caption these, right? I, I'm calling this section the lowly false prophet. <laughs> And this is the epitome of God's humble servant, you know, who spoke not a word when reviled against. Obviously, I'm, I'm being facetious, but yeah, let's keep going. But he, he he needs to have this. Gotta have it. Need to have it. Right. He's got to have. He's got to have this. Because the campus for the harvest in Texas is maxed out now we need you stay out of my state you stay out of god's state texas <laughs> to get another campus and we need to put down five million dollars for so this guy needs to have five million dollars to get this now a uh, side note apparently he's actually already being sued and has a court co surprise he has a court case in like later december of this year or maybe it was last year for a stage he actually never paid off. No one's shocked that by he, him being sued for not paying for money and, and the financial front, uh, uh, crimes, right? So he needs $5 million. So like a good false prophet, gaslighting will come. This campus that's coming, that's how much they want us to put down. Five the million. vision is very massive. I've told you that the latter rain, the Lord had assigned me in the earth to be one of the foremost leaders or the foremost leader to spearhead the end time move of God, which the majority of the church don't understand that what it is. We're not. So the latter rain, uh, charismatic language, the latter rain, the spearhead movement of God has to do not with the son, <laughs> but David Taylor. So he, 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 he's already designated himself as the, the, the leader of the, or spearheading this movement of the latter reign of God. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to make anybody that, uh, you know, title, clearly it would have to be Jesus. I mean, silly me, <laughs> right? But no, David Taylor, but you know what? False teachers have a, a, uh. I'm trying to think of a right word. I ate. They love to do this. They love to take the glory from Jesus. They love to take away from his glory and things that are about Christ. Oh, you know, they they will take his place. Talking about just two million people a night in a service, in an open air service in America. It's going to be like 80 million, 70 million. So the Lord. So he's going to have a venue, sir. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have that many people in one place, but, uh, you know, that sounds, you know, semi-heavenly. But apparently he's going to have a place where <laughs> 80, 80 million, 70 million people can come for $5 million. That sounds like a bargain. Told me, he says, I'm going to give you 400 million just to establish in St. Louis alone 
the hundred million dollar. I mean, uh, not the hundred, but the hundred thousand seat stadium. Hello, man. My math ain't math. Ain't. Wait, well, I, you know, false teachers can't do good math either. But let's hear this. Hold on. We got to do this slowly. Establishing St. Louis. Hold on. We got we got to go back a little further. False teachers cannot add. I'm going to give you 400 million just to establish in St. Louis alone. So God's going to give him 400 million to establish in St. Louis alone. Why you need our why are you begging for our 5 million? And he's going to be begging later. If God's going to give you 400 million, what you begging for our money? <laughs> you, you know? Ain't nobody got time for that. You, what you doing? The 100 million dollar I mean, uh, not the hundred, but the hundred thousand seat stadium. We hundred thousand seat seat stadium. I thought it was gonna be seventy, eighty million. W what happened to that? <laughs> this guy can't even keep up with keep up with his false prophecies. He can't even keep up with his false prophecies. Prophesy. Prophesy. Own this. You understand? We will build this from the ground and own it, and it will be off the expressway. He showed me all of this. He so you're just tra you you're traveling across the interstate. You're going across 35, and here you go. You see this 80 million seat stadium for apparently $5 million. <laughs> My goodness. What? What is this guy talk, talking about? He says the, the 400 million will include having a campus, a main campus on there, outdoor televisions, these massive screens that will stand 25 foot in the air high. CNN trucks gonna be there. ABC when Jehovah comes down, men are gonna be. <laughs> Hold on. So you got these, you got these twenty-five feet lifted off the ground TV sets. I guess they're suspended in midair. I don't know. Uh, CNN's gonna be there. ABC's gonna be there. <laughs> and then when Jehovah comes down, I guess that's the first spot he's gonna go. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> this is the new Drew. What is this guy talking about? He, he's got, he's got, man, <laughs> he listened to his, his teachers when they said dream big. Yeah, no, this is, this is bigger than Jerry's world. <laughs> this is Jerry Curl world. <laughs> this is bigger than Jerry's world. My goodness. Yeah, they're going to take over Dallas the way this building sounds. Falling off their bar stews and bars. People are going to be dropping their needles and their drugs on the highway. Their drugs on the street. And in the streets. I guess so. He's talking about when Jesus comes. Someone says, is this Catherine Craig's husband? <laughs> Probably divorced husband. But um, I'm joking. I don't know if she's been married before. But apparently so when people are going to be, Jesus comes back, they're going to be dropping their drugs and needles. Well, yeah, I mean, of, of course. I mean, when the, you know, full glory of Jesus comes. Yeah, I guess that's kind of true. I mean, it will be dropping. They'll be dropping everything be people who have no body parts body parts will just come back glory is going to explode power is going to exude all over this country in america and all over the world so so guess when jesus comes back people are just going to be exploding with body limb parts even the wicked i i, I missed that in my bible reading Damn. i'm preparing i'm like building an ark like noah was <laughs> this this man thinks he's Noah. So he's Moses. He's the second Moses, the second Adam, apparently the second Christ, the second Christ. He's every prophet in the Bible.
what is he talking about? Someone said, is he Nigerian? <laughs> That's where usually a lot of false pre- preaching comes from. Uh, I don't think so. And that's why we're going to buy a skyscraper that with 70 floors. He said, that's why. I don't get the that's why, you know, because people are going to be exploding new body parts. What's that got to do with skyscrapers? Show me he would give me the money for that. Part of that 400 million is to get a skyscraper. So he's going to get a campus. Campus built that's remember it's five million dollars to build a seated place that supposed to give 80 70 million seats then he's going to build a skyscraper i i, I don't know how much that is he's building a skyscraper a event center <laughs> this man is right here well where if you notice um we, it will start off with with the first 13 floors will take care of the 50 states in america which is 13 floors hold on i gotta hear that again there's no way i heard that there's no way I heard that. Um, we, it will start off with, with the first 13 floors will take care of the 50 states in America, which is 13 floors. Maybe he meant to say 13 colonies, you know, going back. Because 13 floors, 50. I need that meme where it's like that, that lady she's counting and like doing the math. I told you false teachers can't count. Only their money. If you cut 13 floors in half, you have about over a little over 50. Wait, if you cut 13 floors in half, you'll have a little over 50. But the 13 is the 50. But if you cut it in half, you have a little over 50. <laughs> so this man's math ain't mathing. Like, ain't nobody sit there. Dog, they, these people in this church don't love him. Somebody ain't say, hold on. <laughs> what? Let's give him St. Bruce book in there. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> what is he talking about? We will have 500 to maybe even 1,000 people in every section of that four. I've heard them say stuff to me like, they're like, how are you going to pull this off? I don't have to pull nothing off. Y- yes, you do. That's why you're begging for money. That's why you're begging for money. For years, I've been talking about the convoy trucks. I've been talking about the school but I said, God, to, to do a university, it costs a lot of money. I'm saying, God, you got to give me. Wait, so event center, a uh, a skyscraper, and a university? <laughs> That's, he He's the richest man in the world. Money. And lo and behold, he started giving me the money to do it. And God has. So he said, hey, God, to do all this, I'm going to need a lot of money. Yeah, you, you are. But he said, lo and behold, God did. Gloriously started to bless us with this money. I have to trust God to give me the money. It costs a lot of money. We have an immediate need. So he has got to get the money. He's got to get the money to pay for those 13 floors, <laughs> 50 states. But you cut that in half, it's 50, a little over 50. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 13 plus 20. If you put that times 70 minus 8 to the second power, plus, you know, the square root of 69 is 870. You know, eventually you will get the money he needs. <laughs> Who's who taught this man, man? They should be sued. Well, a little humor there. 
little humor. He's he said charge it on my account, <laughs> literally. But uh, this one is where now the doctrine has been bad all throughout this video. But this one is it's, it's humorous and bad as well. But this one only shows even more how he's a false prophet. I had a dream that they're going to sell that campus if we don't raise the money. That's the dream I had. I was warned by God in a dream in my sleep. He says, if you don't give them the money, they're going to sell it to somebody else. I had a dream, and God don't lie to me in dreams. <laughs> well, that's true if God was the one speaking to you. But y'all want to see something funny? Y'all want to see something funny? <laughs> this is your friend, David E. Taylor. In a dream that was shown to me that the Broncos are going to win this 2014 Super Bowl. The Broncos are going to win. Oh, so uh, he predicted that the Broncos in 2014 would win the Super Bowl. Let me say this. If a false prophet prophesied a team's going to win the Super Bowl, you better put your money on the other team. Put your money all on the other team. Go, go out. Right? Because watch this. This Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. Another detail that was given in another dream is that the score was 24 to 21. Now, I'm not <laughs> sure. So the score is going to be 24 to 21. Let me let me just actually, you know, give you a little stats. At this time, the Broncos were the Super Bowl favorite. They playing the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, Peyton Manning, they had a phenomenal season. Right? 2014. Y'all remember that Super Bowl? <laughs> Ten years ago, we're coming up on a decade of false prophecy. How accurate those details are. So then he says, God told him, but then he says, I'm not sure how accurate those details are. So now you're doubting God, who apparently gave you this prophecy. <clears throat> God didn't give him this prophecy. Just in case you're wondering. I can't tell you if that's accurate, but the first dream that I got the Holy Spirit has bore witness to me that the Broncos will win. This. So the, the Holy Spirit bore witness to him that the Broncos will win. What do you guys think happened? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Super Bowl. Thank you. Remember the score he gave? It's on the test. What was the score of the game? You guys remember? He said 24 to 21. <laughs> He wasn't even close. Watch this. <laughs> 43 to 8. My goodness. My goodness. 43 to 8. The Seahawks beat the Broncos in a landslide beating. God must have been laughing in heaven with this one. He who sits in the heavens and lives, Psalm 2, at David Taylor's prophecy. 43 to 8. He wasn't even close. <laughs> you know God don't like the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that was just bad. His math's off, his prophecy off, his doctrine is off. It's all off. It is all off. Well, um, more money begging. If you want some of that, we got that here. Can give more than what you've been giving. And so if we had 500 people give $10,000,
if we have 500 people give $10,000, we can raise a million in one day. Lord, I hold on a second. <laughs> Yo, hold on a second. So you said, well, hold on. What? How, how many people did he say? Give $10,000. Hold on. How many people? 100 people. Give 10,000. Hold on. Let me go back. Can sir. give more than what you've been giving. You can. Okay. I got that. And so if we had 500 people, 500 people give $10,000. If we have 500 people give $10,000. Okay. He's right. He's right for what? <laughs> we can raise a million in one day. Lord, I also break a stingy spirit because I sense that there's some heavy hitters watching me tonight. There's some people that can give 200,000, 300,000. They can give 50,000, 20,000. They had it saved up. But God, that's a stingy spirit on. There's a spirit of fear. So if lo and behold, someone want, doesn't want to give their money to you, you know. I got bread in my pocket. Right. So lo and behold, even though he said he already had the money, lo and behold, if you don't want to give your money to him, you have a stingy spirit. My goodness. Why would I give my money? First of all, why would I give my money to someone who's uh, has a history of misusing the money? That would be foolish on me. That would be foolish on me. Like, why would, why would I do that? And no one, no one that is not in your church is obligated. No one is obligated to give to you. He, he, no one has to give you any money. Like, I, I don't owe, I don't owe any money to, I'm not under any obligation to give to him. And, and let me just say this, this is now, this is bad for YouTube, right? No one watching my stream is obligated to give me anything. You don't owe me any money. You're not under obligation to me. This is silly. You should give to your local church. Give to the church you're going to. You don't owe money to these YouTuber prophets and these prophets just because you watch their channel. <laughs> so I break that spirit of stinginess. Some of you are just giving. And he's got a spirit of greed. Maybe a little money, $10 here, 20 when you know you have thousands of dollars. Don't be like that. Come on, tell me what you can give. You have money put away. You have money in accounts that you know you are sitting on. And it's not right that you come into a ministry like this and get the presence of God and the glory of God. And it's hard for God. So lo and behold, you've been saving up your money, you know, doing the right thing. And you should give that up because because he says so. No, 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 no. Your, your, your life savings are not owed to David Taylor. Get your natural things. You should be willing to give when you have finances. You have finances that you have to give, but you're holding it up. You will have it saved. You have it put away somewhere. God wants you to sow that right now. You have large amounts that you have in savings or annuities, or you probably have to go in a CD and break it, but God has given it to you. You need to sow it tonight. You got money in your bank accounts. You got money in your annuities. You got money in your. Now, this reminds me of Second Timothy. Let me let me pull this up real quick. Second Timothy tree. Second Timothy tree. <laughs> Second Timothy three rightly describes this man. 
It says, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of selves. Love of, uh, notice how many attributes describe this man. They will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. For among them, listen to this, are those who creep into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. This is rightly describing David Taylor. He is the man who preys on largely weak women. He is the man described in these first six verses. I would argue even further. This is a scam artist in a pulpit. And but see, this is why this is why addressing this stuff is so important, because he has thousands of people hanging on every word. They know his deception, but they suited for themselves teachers that will itch their ears. And I pray to God that someone involved in this ministry will watch this video and be convicted. That this is a charlatan, a narcissist, a scammer in the pulpit, proclaiming to love the same God you and I love. He proclaims this with his lips, but he's far from God. This is a man whose God is money. Not the high king of heaven who he submits to. No, he determines he determines what he says Christianity will be. My friend, no one has the authority to change what the Bible says, to dictate their own version of Christianity. See, this is why we must follow the scripture, not some voice of God, someone saying, not some God told me this. Give me the more sure word, sir. Stocks, you got money in gold and silver you got money somewhere we need to take care of this now he's trying to scrape to the bottom of your barrel too i mean just giving a couple hundred bucks or a thousand is enough scrape the buttons notice he's trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel of these people give your stocks your bonds your 401k give it all quickly come on i want those who can give you need to do it now do it now do it now do it now quickly do it now do it, do it, do it now. Where have we heard that before? Do it, do it, do it. Y'all remember the lady with uh, Jamal Bryant? <laughs> now, I found this funny. I didn't add this in this video. This was in this video, right? But I thought it was hilarious, so we got to play it. I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth, 877 cash now. <laughs> yeah, he need the cash now. He need that. I got bread in my Yeah, but if you think it's just enough, if you think it is just enough to beg for money, what happens if you don't want to give the money to him? You say, well, I already gave 20000 
Give another 20. Come on. So giving 20,000 is not enough. Give another one. Give another. Yeah, sell your house, sell your kids. Sell, sell it all to give to him. Because remember, apparently this is part of the, um, this is part of being a part of the movement of God. Remember, if you don't listen to him, do it right now. And if you get offended because I'm asking for finances, then you have a devil in you. That's right. I said that. So if you don't agree with this, it's because you're demon possessed. He's about to get worked up now. He's, he's about to get worked up. You have a demon if you don't listen to him. You have a devil in you and don't be listening to these preachers that preach against finances because the, the church is being attacked by false preachers who, are, who, want, who want money or they're calling us false. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to me. You know, don't listen to me, even though I established this from the Bible and he hasn't established from the Bible. This is all some word of God. He's getting outside of the Bible. Don't listen to me. Listen to him. <laughs> Sir, don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody. Listen to the Bible. I don't pl place myself over the word of God. Don't listen to me. Yeah, don't listen to me either. Listen to what God said in his word. They got the devil in them. Don't listen to CNN and all these other lying media. <laughs> you, you mean the same CNN he said that's going to be showing up? <laughs> the same CNN that's going to be showing up to your... Um, what do you call your 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 stadium that you said God said was going to happen? Now don't listen to them. <laughs> what a, what a what a joke! And even some of these preachers are preaching against tithing offerings. Don't listen to them. They're yeah, that's right. The Bible, the new, the new covenant, does not place us under the law of tithing. The Bible in Second Corinthians nine tells us to give freely. If you place a percentage that you must give, that's now not free. You're under obligation. I know, yeah, the worst thing for prosperity pimps is to teach against the very thing that makes them successful, which is tithes and offering. You know, the, the longest part of the sermon, the thing that goes around three times around the church. Yeah. I mean, our church, hey, we emphasize giving, but give freely. And we put our offering box in the back. Every member knows where it's at. You should give generously. Absolutely. I'm not preaching against giving. I'm preaching against manipulative giving. You don't have to calm the people of God to obey what the Bible says. You don't have to con Christians to do what the word says. If they have truly been regenerate, all you have to point them to is say, hey, brother, you should be given to the church. Hey, man, I'll do that. It's no big deal. <laughs> right. But they, they have to manipulate you to one to give. Right. Because then say, hey, you'll be blessed. You'll have all these financial things if you give. That shouldn't motivate the Christian. We want to obey because God said it, right? Liars. They are in error. They are wrong. Don't listen to them. I'm the apostle that God has sent to this church in this 21st century. So he's the he's the the, the apostle for this generation. <laughs> no, sir, you're not. And a lot of these pastors, some of these prophets and other apostles are wrong, speaking to you like that, telling you tithing is wrong and telling you sowing seeds like a thousand dollars is manipulative. God told me to give a thousand when I didn't have it and he gave it to me. So I know that's a lie. Well, let's grant your argument for a second. Just because it was told to you to do it doesn't mean he told you to manipulate other people, which I, I, I reject that God told you that. 
We've already told you, th- we've already seen where God told you things that didn't happen, Mr. 24 to 21. <laughs> so, no, I'm not sure you want to appeal to yourself. Show us Bible, sir. Show us Bible. You better obey God and quit listening to these big name preachers. Listen, you liar. God going to get you for teaching his people to error and to rob him. I don't care what names they got. What? How- He's trying to rob people, though. 20,000 ain't enough for your ministry? <laughs> you want them to double it? My goodness. How big they have been. They're an error. So all those who say I'm a money grubber, they are liars. You know that. You are. Because there's nobody doing this. It's beginning to rain. Hear the voice of the Father. He's saying whosoever will come drink of this water. For I'm ready to pour my spirit out on your sons and your daughters. If you're thirsty and dry, lift your hands to the sky. It's beginning to rain. That sounds like a Disney musical. Anyways, N.T. Ways. Let me, let me show you his bio. Y'all want to see his bio his, his for his church? This is on his website, guys. I didn't make this up. I did not make this up. Hold on. Let me zoom in so you can see this silliness. It says David Taylor, David E. Taylor, sorry, is the head of Joshua Media Ministries International, a global outreach movement committed to establishing God's kingdom through proclamation and demonstration of the gospel. One thing you won't hear in JMMI is the gospel, though. Sorry, that's my words, not the article. Look at that nice Gucci belt crutches. (laughs) Anyways. Um, celebrating 30 years of ministry, David E. Taylor has made an indelible imprint throughout his community, the United States and around the world. I grant that, but not for the reason he does. You, you made an imprint. All right. <laughs> You've imprinted your hands on many people's money. He is a strong advocate for the youth in this country because of his experience and his life lessons. Not the Bible, but his experience. Notice this. Listen to this. In 1989, at the age of 17, David E. Taylor was living a worldly and gangster lifestyle on the streets of Memphis. (laughs) When Jesus Christ first appeared to him in a dream during the Christmas season. So, you know, the incarnational season. Yeah. This experience changed his life forever. Just as Paul experienced a radical conversion when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, David E. Taylor was radically converted when Jesus appeared to him. So what do we have so far? Moses, Noah, Jesus, Paul, <laughs> David E. Taylor, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, he appeared to him and he was radically, radically converted. He immediately left the gang life he was living and began preaching about the Lord. His initial appearance from Jesus led to a face-to-face relationship and ministry that is detailed in his in the best-selling book, Face-to-Face Appearances from Jesus, The Ultimate Intimacy. Out of this face-to-face relationship, the global miracle and healing ministry was birthed, untouching or sorry, touching millions around the world. So he has face-to-face relationship. And remember, he said, this ain't just no one, two, three times. This is on a daily basis. Experience. He's seeing apparently God face to face. For 30 years, the global and healing ministry outreach of Jesus Christ through David E. Taylor has resulted. Listen to this, guys. I found this quite comical. This. So his 
as a global healing and ministry outreach of Jesus Christ through David E. Taylor has resulted in entire drug rings dismantled, sex slave trafficking being broken, blind eyes open, deaf ears hearing, the lame walking, and the dead being brought back to life. My goodness, who is this guy? He, he's now. <laughs> I watched a lot of the news. I've never heard of his, his result of his ministry resulting in entire drug rings being dismantled. And that's interesting considering fentanyl's at an all-time high. <laughs> sex slave sex sex slave trafficking is at an all-time high. My goodness. Is it does, did his did his, did his people read this? Anyways, anyways, the Miracles Today broadcast reaches over 190 countries and ministries and ministers the healing, delivering, saving, resurrecting, resurrecting power of Jesus to millions of souls. Yes, he's claimed to raise the dead, actually, guys. Um, over the years, various ministry outlets, uh, radio, TV, Internet has been used to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm still waiting on that. David A. Taylor was recently awarded. <laughs> listen to this was awarded. By President Barack Obama with a Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award for his faithful years of commitment, service to the nation. <laughs> I'm sorry. He acts like that was supposed to be a good thing. It is the highest award from the United States government for volunteer services. Services. He was also awarded an honorary bachelor's degree of theology and doctorate of divinity from Life Christian University. So he's got an honorary, honorary bachelor's degree. The, for, uh, for seminary who needs to go to seminary when you're <laughs> speaking face to face to, with God right I mean valid point <laughs> because of his commitment to the gospel which we're still waiting to hear the National Association Association of Chaplains also gave him the honor and badge of an official international chaplain to the nation my goodness it is David E's Taylor heart for that every person experience personal ministry to meet their needs. You know, the needs he's robbing you, telling you to empty out your, um, you know, your savings account for. Yeah, that guy. He established a 24-7 free prayer line, 887-843-4567, toll free, for anyone to call in any time around the world. That's uh, <laughs> His heart is to work with leaders and members of the body of Christ. To spread the kingdom of God. His passion that every person would have the opportunity of a lifetime. Giving to him. I mean face to face intimacy with Jesus. The kingdom of God is this message. Face to face is the move. <laughs> so this book called Face to Face where he apparently documents. Yeah, great point. An apostle needs to go to seminary? <laughs> oh, but this is an honorary. So he didn't do it. Right. He didn't do it technically, but he just got honored as if he did it. Right. So he documents in his book, apparently face to face encounters of Jesus that he's had, you know, more than Paul, more than the more than Moses, more than Jesus, I guess. I mean, he's he's encountered many of those uh, in this book, face to face appearances from Jesus in 30 years. He's he has experienced the promise and covenant of appearances from Jesus in his word. Well, I mean, you, you said these are face to face <laughs> in his word. If it's face to face, I mean, oh uh, yeah, let's see. 
Yeah, yeah. So David E. Taylor was commissioned by Jesus to restore understanding of this covenant in the first century, in the 21st century to the body of Christ. Yeah. You know who else said something similar? Uh, Joseph Smith. My goodness. My goodness. That, that's a lot. We could we could spend a lot of time on David E. Taylor, but he is a charlatan, a narcissist, a false teacher, filthy mouth man, um, false doctrinal man. So many problems with David E. Taylor. If you are being influenced by this man, please run from the hills. I think we have demonstrated that very clearly. I may take a few questions at this time, may take a few questions. But before I do that, you know, I've been kind of doing this thing where I, where I, I play a song. I play a song. I've been kind of like, like in doing this. You know, I am a big lover of hymns. And so the song I'm going to show you today. And this is only available if you watch live. See, this is why you want to watch uh, All Things Theology live. Is This song will only be available afterwards, right? We'll edit it out. But yeah, I love hymns. Uh, you know, this is something that's grown on me over the years. When I first became a Christian, I thought hymns were boring. But man, I just listened to the rich theology of hymns. I've grown more and more with that. But what we're going to do is show you this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my pastor, hold on, my pastor is in the uh, live. Y'all want to go sub to Pastor Landon. He's putting out more content, things like that. Yeah, this is my pastor. Send all complaints to him. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, we're going to show you a song and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Let's check it out. It is called Power. you guys enjoyed that wonder work in power yeah I, I like hymns i like hymns so, so, some of my <laughs> some of my uh songs have been coming out more hymny more more hymn lines in there and so hope you guys enjoyed that uh if y'all got some questions you can shoot them out try to answer as many as you can before we bring this to a live but bring this live to an end oh yeah 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 loving it loving it loving it yeah, yeah. And so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been I've been I've been in the lab, man. I've been in the lab a little bit. I have been in the lab. 
Someone said, that's me. That is me. Go to kdubtrue.com where you can hear some of my, you can hear my music. Let me put it in the chat. kdubtrue.com. You can hear some of the music I've done. Uh, you know, go to Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Where you can hear that. So, yeah, if y'all have any questions real quick, we can we can work on some. And, uh, hold on. Someone said, I'm confused. You spoke on William Murphy playing rap music in the church. Granted, you're not in the church, but this is not of God. Music is worldly and having religious lyrics does not make it right. Can you show me in the scriptures where a BPM is sinful? Can you show me that in this text? So you granted one, I'm not playing worldly music like William Murphy. Two, can you show me how rap music is sin? Especially music that uh, is talking about Jesus. BPMs aren't sin. <laughs> a beat is not sinful. What you do with the beat is. So I would love to hear your rebuttal. But if you have some other questions, we can keep going. Mm -mm. I am not exclusive psalmless. I, I don't think the Bible actually is. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Colossians speaks about other music being played. Um, talks about hymns, songs, and other spiritual songs. And so, yeah, it doesn't seem that's all all hymns. It's a club beat. <laughs> that's why it's in. Okay. Um, well, again, beats aren't sinful. You got you got to show that in the Bible. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. Uh, tch, tch, tch. Any other questions? Look, if you don't like rap music, that's totally fine. You know, I I don't. I'm not ex you know exclusive rapidity. <laughs> But yeah, there's nowhere the Bible says a BPM is sinful. Uh, yeah, that's right. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you have an entire Bible, book of the Bible, was saying was sung uh, with the, the company of instruments, which is exactly what I'm doing. Nothing about a drum is sinful. Nothing about a uh, you know in certain instruments being woven together, which is a beat. Um, so yeah, he said, it's kind of worldly. Well, uh, a beat isn't worldly. The lyrics is what actually makes the beats bad. What's a BPM beats per minute beats per minute. So yeah, beats per minute isn't sinful. You can't find one verse in the Bible that says a beat is sinful. It's generally the lyrics associated with that beat. So, yeah, I, I look, if you don't like rap music, that's totally fine. Hopefully we can move on to some, some other questions. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you don't like, you don't, if you don't like the song that hey, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm open to criticism on the lyrics. If you don't like, we, we, we won't agree on rap being sinful because you can't establish that from the Bible. So don't want to be legalistic. Right. And so, um, any other questions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. What is your take on these gospel singers being at the Grammys um, and being being there knowing that satanic ritualistic ritualistic type things? Uh, so. I mean, so like I saw that Lecrae won a Grammy for best artist. Christian artist, which I was kind of interested in that because I thought he didn't want to be a known as a Christian artist. 
I, I, some of my favorite artists who actually do my, my thing is this if some of these Christian artists were actually doing actual Christian content they wouldn't be a, being um, associated with Grammys right like the Grammys ain't looking for the best theological artists right so I don't think I would ever go to the Grammys if I was ever nominated not saying my music to, to that level but I mean People have to follow the conscience. Like, if they were up there preaching the gospel, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. Um, do you think there is a delusion or slumber or those who sit in the pews of these false teachers? Absolutely. I think you're correct. These people are delusion. I used to feel bad for people who sat under false teaching, but I came to the realization for what the Bible says, these people have suited themselves to these teachers. They they actually want the 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 David Taylors, the Michael Todds, the they they want these teachings. They're not victims of false teachings. They've uh, they moved often to go to places like this. They 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 have you know shifted their life to come into this uh you know these false teachings, and so. I totally agree. Yeah, they they are uh, under a delusion. They are under a sl slumber. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Worldly music. <laughs> There's no such thing as a worldly beat. Uh, have you ever heard of this people called R.A. Vernon? I have not. I have not. So you're admitting it's not in the Bible. All right, cool. Uh, more questions. More questions. I so let me let me. I, I said many. I, I think I said if I said mostly, I meant many. There are a lot of false teaching that kind of gets uh, migrated in African cultures and takes advantage of the poor, um, which I obviously would uh, be against. I have so many African people who watch this channel, which I'm thankful for. And that's why I've done some some content on African preachers, because I've literally gotten emails from people in Africa that are saying, please cover this because no one's doing it. Um, no one's doing it. And there's so much false teaching in this country. Right. There's so much false teaching in this country that is Africa. They're like, please cover. So that's why I have done it for my African brothers and sisters who watch this channel. And they've been very appreciative of it. And, and man, I definitely want to be an assistance and encouragement to them who are enduring a lot of the falsehood that goes on there. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's why I do some content on there. Um, Oh, God bless you, Tracy. Yeah. Hey, I'm an ex-charismatic as well. So I, I, uh, I appreciate your, 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 you know, your sentiment. I'll have to, I'll have to sometimes share how I came out of the charismatic movement and my time in the charismatic movement. Um, <laughs> says, where would you categorize those that sit under these, these false teachers from, I, I mean, lost, blinded, you know? Gener generally, those who sit under false teachings are false believers, pseudo believers. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy have a favorite designer was at Louis Vuitton. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what's going on, brother? 
What's going on? What's pragmatism? Great question. Pragmatism is the 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 ideology. So when I speak out of it in a Christian context, right? It's the ideology that states whatever works is what is good or biblical or true. For example, if so, it's not necessarily that which is biblical. It's that which works. You see this a lot of time. How can we get more Christians? Well, we do the sinner's prayer, right? We'll play the soft music, even though the Bible doesn't say anything about that. Come to an aisle, come down an aisle. Well, if we can control people's, uh, you know, feelings and things like that, um, which is actually rooted in Finneyism, which uh, early American uh, evangelicalism, which state, which which kind of controlled people's hearts by emotionalism, and they'll say, "Well, as long as they raise their hand, right? Even though the Bible doesn't say anything about that, as long as they kind of confess verbally with their mouth, then it's good, right? Despite actually having true repentance." And so many, many evangelicals have adopted a pragmatic model when it comes to church and evangelism. And so obviously I am not under, um, I am not uh, for pragmatism. It is, it is not biblical because if it works to get them in, the counter can work to get them out, right? So we never want to have a pragmatic message. We want to win people with what the Bible says, right? Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Pragmatism is often results focus. It's yeah. If a lot of people, you know, accept it, then the, the counter is generally people think it's biblical and we don't want to come with that kind of framework. Right. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter how we got there as long as we got there. Yeah. I've, I've heard Mike Todd even say as long like we, we, we do like we'll we'll do anything up to sin to get people in. And that's not the Bible's message. The Bible is run far away from sin, right? We don't we don't get close to sin to get people in the kingdom. That's that's not a biblical message. That's the that's a pragmatic message, right? And so we don't want to adopt this pragmatism. And so I speak a lot of pragmatism because man, that's that's a lot of what we see in the church. Most people haven't come to a a, a, a let me not say most. Let me say. Many people have uh, come to an unbiblical view, a uh, theological view, because of a pragmatic reason, you know. But we don't want to be people of pragmatism. We want to be people of conviction on what the scripture says. So, yeah. So, yeah, let's see. More questions. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a good, 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 good reason. Yeah, the new gospel to attract people. Yeah, Jamal Bryant says, hey, right, we'll sell sell weed, like hey, have people coming selling weed in the church to attract the young people, right? We, we offer a new gospel to attract people. Why? Because the old gospel isn't working. You know, Jamal, uh, William Murphy has offered similar advice, right? We play, uh, we play worldly music. When I say worldly music, I'm talking about the lyrics is what makes something worldly, Uh Cause right, cause they're familiar with that. So we'll play swag surf. We'll play walk it out. We'll play mystical. Cause the world knows that, and that's how we get them to come in. So, but all pragmatism does <laughs> is wins worldly people into your church. And so you've won worldly people without conversion, might I add. And so now you only have a worldly church, right? And so, yeah. Hopefully that is helpful. Good discussion on pragmatism. Uh, I know I use that word a lot and I probably should define it a lot more. And so uh, thank you for that question. Um, 
Yeah, anything close to sin, right? To get a man. No, that is not a biblical message, right? Um, any more questions? Any more questions? Because, man, I'm about to enjoy a nice, good steak. Hey, got to have the steak, right? Got to gotta have the steak. <laughs> um, great question here from Shaq the student. He says, what would you say is the best way to preach the word by your to your friends, family, works, Oh, people you work with, people out and about. Uh, great question. I would just say, um, first and foremost, open your mouth and do it. No, so, so sometimes you may have to be more strategic, like work, right? Because um, you get uh, get fired, right? So you want to be you want to be uh, wise, right? You want to be wise, as the Bible tells us to be wise. But generally, I find most times isn't about like man. It's generally about just opening your mouth. So. Uh, with friends, family members, especially out and about where you're intentionally going out to, um, you know, share the gospel, just doing it, just doing it. Uh, so yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I would say. Just, just going out and doing it. Um, I, I, I need to, uh, Lord willing, I do plan to go back evangelizing soon and hopefully those will be of some encouragement to people, uh, trying to share the gospel and, um, seeing how it is in evangelism form. What is the greatest threat outside of heretical teaching to the furtherance of the gospel? I have always said, I believe a, I believe when people are not committed to the Bible, when people have, have replaced the Bible with other things. And I, I believe a, when people want to persuade people with God told me, right. So not being committed to the sufficiency of scripture is to me one of the most dangerous things because once that goes, all other heresies go. Uh, so that is my belief, my position. You still thinking about writing? Are you talking about articles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got some stuff I'm coming up with. I got two articles written. I'm trying to get a third before I start releasing stuff. So um, I'll have to send you that. <laughs> I, hey, I still want you writing too. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you're not speaking to me because I was very clear. I was very, I was very clear. Um, well, what makes Swag Surf bad is the lyrics. <laughs> if if I play a beat right now, a hip hop beat, it isn't sinful. You can't show anywhere where strumming together a beat, a harp a violin in a higher BPM format would be sinful. It's legalism. So you have to show what your position is in scripture because asking the question doesn't say it's sin. <laughs> uh, I'm, you can have a hymn-based song that's sinful because the words. So slowing down the beat to make it more melodic doesn't make it righteous. So, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is an apologist? I'm going to reduce this to a very simple term. An apologist is a Christian. <laughs> Why do I say that? Because we're all called to give an offense. A, an apologist comes from the Greek word apologia, 
apologia, apologia, whatever you want to uh, say <laughs> on pronunciation. An apologist is one who gives a defense of the faith, a defense of something. That's literally where the term apologia comes from. An apologist is one who gives the a defense of the faith, right? We're a Christian apologist. And so that is every Christian, right? That is every Christian. No one is not an apologist. Now you have some more skilled. So I get some, may want, if you want to use that term in a more technical sense, uh, someone who does debates and things like that. But the, the, the housewife is an apologist because guess what? One day your child will ask you, what is the hope for the, you know, what is the answer for the hope that lies within you? <laughs> right. They will ask you something of that nature and you will have to give an apologia. You will have to give in a defense of your faith because the, you know, the, nothing like children with their why, why, why <laughs> that will make you have to understand why you believe what you believe. So every Christian is an apologist. You know, God has gifted us in certain areas. And so, uh, but no one has the the caveat to not know the answer that for the hope that lies within them because they may not be one technically. And so, yeah, yeah. Christian equals apologist. Hey, put, put, print it on a shirt. Sell it on a shirt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, we can get that. A Christian is an apologist. Yeah, yeah. First Peter 3.15. That's right. That's a good verse on just the nature of apologetics. Because First Peter 3.15 really gets to the position and the lordship of Jesus Christ first and foremost. Jesus is Lord. We do not submit to any other thing you know we do not submit to any other thing jesus is lord is the reason of reasoning of our apologetic we do not since jesus is lord and we obey him in all things we uh we we do not falter we don't falter to any other kind of secular reasoning some kind of secular humanistic reasoning no atheistic reasoning no Roman Catholic reasoning, even for that matter. And so Jesus being Lord is actually the groundwork of our defense, our apologetic. Um, yeah. Great teachings out there on that verse it says, hello, I didn't know you had music out. How can I purchase? See, I am my worst promoter. <laughs> I am actually my worst promoter. My wife tells me this all the time. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, sell yourself. I, I know I feel awkward doing it. Um, how can I purchase kateuptrue.com? Let me put that in the chat. kateuptrue.com. You can you can listen to music. Again, I'm going to be putting out articles soon. You'll be able to listen to articles. Uh, so yeah, kateuptrue.com is the place you want to be. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, he says, my son asked me yesterday, does God have something important to do in the morning? <laughs> see, my brother Randy had to give him a defense of the Christian faith about what God is doing, you know? Apology and apologist are two different words, I think. Well, an apology is not... So the early church, this kind of shows the development of language. The early church used the term apology as a, a one who gives an answer and a defense. So it depends on the context. So an apology is something you do. An apology is something you are. Uh, so they're related terms, I would argue. 
So yeah. Um, any more questions? Any more questions? We'll wrap it up here so uh, shortly. But this has been fun. I've been I've been liking doing the lives lately, and we've been enjoying enjoying our time and having some uh, good good times. Uh, yeah, Adrian, that's a good point. Uh, I I will answer by saying that. By saying, if you listen, so I'm actually going to drop this tomorrow, the interview with um, Jamal Bryant and Jamal Bryant, and, why did I forget his name? William Murphy. And one of the things that, I don't know if I put this or made a big point of it, uh, but William Murphy is claimed, claimed to be a an apologist, or he's claimed to give in a defense of the faith, but if you listen to him, he doesn't defend anything but himself, to, to the, my uh, brother Adrian's point. That whole interview was a defense of himself. My wife is giving the, the eyes, but also I'll answer one more question. And of course, it should be my sister, April. <laughs> Last question. Who or what do the lyrics glorify? Yeah, that's right. Lyrics should glorify God. Lyrics should glorify God, right? Um, if it is truly to be Christian, if it is truly to be worship. And let me just say this. I want, man, I, I, I want to do a video on this or something. Worship is not just when the music come on. You know, you hear all these purposes. Man, worship was good today. They're usually referring to when the music was on, the 30-minute segment. But worship is the sermon. Worship is the fellowship afterwards. Worship is not just the music. And so, yeah, I I, I think that should be uh, advocated. Because guess what? When you step out of church and you're driving home, you're talking about the sermon. That's worship. The whole Christian life is a worship service, <laughs> you know, with music or without. And so, so much to be said about worship uh, that, you know, we, we could do some some content on that. Talk about what worship is. Um, and so hopefully all this was helpful. Man, I've been enjoying answering some of these questions um, and uh, to talk about some of these things and. Yeah, yeah, this was a good live. Hope, yeah, stay away from David Taylor. That's the that's the point of all this, right? So hopefully you guys enjoyed this video today. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.